Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. Jesus had to prepare his disciples for the time that he was going to leave them. They were going to be on their own as far as his physical presence here on this earth with them. And in his teachings, he did that. He actually, on several occasions when he sent them out, he was sending them out to prepare them for not only what they were to minister, what words they were to say, but actually also how to exercise their faith when they were out there, remembering that they had no job to lean back on. There was no uh, 401k. There was no uh, retirement plan whatsoever that they could draw from. They were going to have to depend on the Lord completely. So starting in the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 1, And we're also going to look at Mark and Matthew's version. So uh, when you put all three of them together, you really get a more of a complete picture of what Jesus was actually doing with them. It says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power, which is dunamis, and authority, which is exousia, over all devils and to cure diseases. Now, this is just the 12 to begin with. Later, he's going to do the 70 also. And he sent them. They were sent. They didn't go on their own. They were sent where to go. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So, it, real, real simple. Preach the message of the kingdom, heal the sick. And verse number 3, And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, Neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house you enter into, abide there and then uh, then depart. In other words, once your work is done. So we, we see it real simple here. He says, look, in order to exercise your faith, instead of trusting on what you're taking, trusting in what you have, he says, don't take anything. For your journey. Don't take a stick. Don't take a script. Don't take bread. Don't take uh, money. Look at that. Don't take money. Wow. They didn't have credit cards. They didn't have debit cards. They didn't have any other way to pay. Except it was with money. Unless they were bartering with something. And neither have two coats apiece. Then he says in the book of Luke in chapter 10, verse number 1, he does the same thing again, but this time it's not with the 12, but it's with the 70 plus the 12. So that makes it a total of uh, 82. And after these things, the Lord appointed another 70 also and sent them. Once again, they were sent. They were sent two by two. Why? Because two is always better than one before his face into every city and every place where he himself would come. Now stop and think about that. That means that if they were 70 and he sent them two by two, that means there was 35 groups. That means on one single day, if they could all reach a city that was close enough, that would be 35 cities where Jesus would be going to, to minister or even if it was every two days. But nonetheless, it says 
the Lord appointed another 70 also, and he sent them two by two before his face into every city and every place where he himself would, <clears throat> would come. In verse number two, it says, Therefore said he unto them. Okay, he already had told the 12. Now he's telling these other 70. Uh, <clears throat> he says, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray therefore ye the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors into the harvest. Remember how he told them that they were supposed to go. It says in uh, Luke chapter 10 verse 3, Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. He's sending us. He's sending them. And he tells them in verse 4, verse 5, 6, and 7, Neither carry purse, nor scrip, nor shoes, nor salute any man by the way. And into whatsoever house you enter first, say, Peace, be in this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall turn to you again. And in verse number 7, And in the same house remain, eating and drinking, such things as they give. For the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. So he gives them the instructions exactly. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 5, it says, These twelve Jesus sent forth. And of course, we keep finding they didn't just go on their own, but they were sent forth. And commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. Why? Because he was first sent to the lost house of Israel. But it says, But rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's verse 6. Verse number 10. I mean, verse number 7. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the message that he gave them earlier in the book of Luke. It's the message that he gave them when he went out, when they went out. And it's the message that he reiterates again. And he, it says in verse number 7, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. And he says in verse number 10, verse number 9, Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. He already told them not to take any money. Now he clearly identifies whether it's gold, silver, or brass. In number 10, it says, Nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Verse number 11, And into whatsoever city you, or town you enter into, inquire who in it is worthy, and there you shall abide till you go thence. And when you are come into a house, salute it. Verse number 13, And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return unto you. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, then depart out of that house or city and shake the dust off your feet. In Luke chapter 22, 
verse 35, he tells them, and he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and without script and shoes, lacked you anything? And they said nothing. See, he was training them because when he would leave, they would have to learn to trust for God to supply their every need everywhere they went. The Lord wasn't going to be there for them. In a physical sense, but he was going to be there as far as their Lord having sent his servants out to do his work. And he would make sure that the servant was supplied and provided with what he or she needed. But he asked this question in Luke because he's getting ready to be caught. He's getting ready to go to the cross. And he tells them at this point, you know, uh, you didn't lack. You learned. You learned to rely and trust on me. But now in verse 36, he says, then said he unto them, but now he that has a purse, let him take it. And likewise his script. And he that has no sword, let him sell his garments and buy one. In other words, he was telling them, look, now I'm going to leave. I'm not going to be around. There's going to be a transition. During that transition period, you're going to need your supplies. So have these things available with you. For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. So Jesus tells him, look, I have to go to the cross, is basically what he's saying to him. I'm not going to be around for three days. I will resurrect. I will meet you in Galilee. But until then, make sure you carry and you have what you need with you. In Mark chapter 6, verse 7, And he called unto him the twelve, and he began to send them forth two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. And he commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff, only no script, no bread, no money in their purses. These are the three accounts. We have Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and each one gives us a little bit more insight. We're told back in Luke, no silver, no gold, no brass, no money, nothing. And in verse number 9 of Mark chapter 6, But be shod with sandals, and not put on two coats. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 12, And when they were assembled together, and when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers so that they would lie. Verse 13, saying, Say ye, his disciples came in the night and they stole him away while we slept. Of course, here you have Roman soldiers that were absolutely the fierce war fiercest warriors, overtaken by disciples that had no weapons, no swords, and were able to overtake them and roll the stone and then take the body out, put the stone back, and then they uh, have to give account as to 
How was the body stolen without a single one of them being killed, without a single one of them being hurt or damaged or anything? But this was because the Jews wanted to cover up the resurrection, which you can't. It says in number 14, verse 14, And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. In other words, we'll, 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 we'll have to bribe him, but we'll back you up so that you guys don't get into trouble. So they took the money and they did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So here we have the story of how money, which is not evil, but the love of money is, these soldiers, even though they received uh, some type of a, a salary or some, some type of a recompense from the, the Roman government, were willing to take a bribe to look the other way. Money in this sense becomes something evil because of how they were going to use it, how it was used. And then, of course, we see also in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 18, where money becomes an issue because it's used for evil. It says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whosoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift, gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. As simple as that may be, it really says a lot. Because we have in today's society around the world, people that truly believe and think that they can bribe and buy God off concerning their salvation. They are so wrong. You have to remember, everything that is on this planet is God's. Now, how ridiculous would it be for one to take something from someone else and then say, oh, I'm going to give you this as a gift. That is just ridiculous. But that's exactly what the scripture is saying right here. In that this individual was trying to buy the ability and power to give the Holy Ghost to whomever he wanted. And Paul, uh, excuse me, Peter saw right through the whole matter. And he said, your heart is not right with is not right in the sight of God. Money cannot be used for this purpose. Money has its purpose. And that is to provide the needs for the gospel for it to be preached around the world. Ultimately, because that is our co-mission. Our mission with God. Our mission with our Lord. To go into all the world and make disciples. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Thursday as we continue talking about the talents that have been given to us. Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. It could be any moment. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.